1: One location with our friends at Swing Vision.
0: The man that seems the amazing please, please, please
1: Joining us on the show once again today is a returning champion to our Crack Rackets podcast, and now head coach of the national indoor championship winning TCU Horn Frogs it's our friend head coach David Rodidi coach congratulations on the title welcome back to the show i think i know the answer to this question but how are you doing today
2: yeah i'm uh, i'm uh, somebody asked me today if i had come down from the clouds yet and i told them <laughs> nope i'm still up there and enjoying every second of it so thank you
1: Yeah, I know. It is my pleasure. It's not exactly the same, but the most relatable instance I have in my life, we won the club tennis national title, and I have friends who said I didn't stop smiling for three months. They were like, thank God you lost in the match or you'd have been unbearable. Um, So I know the feeling, and obviously, you know, we can just get right into it after, what is it, four, five, six semifinals at the national level in your career, and you've won conference championships. You've gotten so close to capturing an elusive national championship. Your guys have done it. It now. What does that mean to you? What does that mean to your program, particularly as someone obviously who played for TCU?
2: Yeah, it, I mean, it means a lot. It means a lot for, for those reasons. We we felt we've had so many good teams and so many great players, as you know, with the Cameron Norris and David Pates of the World's Hand and Stolle when the US Open. Mm-hmm. So many, the, the the list goes on and on and on That, uh, but it's so hard to win it. You need not only do you need a good team, but you need you need luck, you need timing, you need guys to come through. You need you know you 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 can have a guy have a bad day, but you can't have two guys have a bad day or three guys have a bad day. So there's so much to it, and that that it, it means so much. So it, I'm just grateful and thankful. And uh, there's so many teams, so many coaches that could stand here. I think. I think this year is sort of up for grabs any any kind of national championship you run that tournament again you'll probably have a different winner. So I I'm very aware of that and therefore very grateful and very thankful that it that, that that our guys were willing to suffer through that tournament and get it done.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It felt like the first time in years you had a healthy group going into a national indoors or going into an NCAA tournament and I I did you feel the same way at all?
2: I mean it's just healthy it's such a Loose word and (laughs) and it depends on the you know in the moment and we still have some guys that you didn't see that much of in singles that are still a little bit hurt so we were i would say and i I think i speak for just about every program especially with COVID, that we were healthy enough Mm -hmm. uh to to be able to put four points up on the board uh are we a hundred percent no uh did we play our best at every position at all times no so it's great there's still room for growth and i'd be shocked if if there's not a coach out there that would feel exactly the same and uh it's february and there's a lot to go so yeah
1: No, and I I want to explore that a bit later, but looking at your team over the past four days or those four days of the national indoors, one of the things that stood out to me, and I think it's a growing trend in college tennis, is the energy you have to play with to win one of these matches. They're marathons, but they're also mini sprints within the marathon, the doubles point being one of them, and you know, in particular, uh, obviously you guys dropped the doubles point the first match against Virginia, you win the next three, but in that championship final, you guys played with a poise. And, you know, Tennessee's a team that likes to be loud. They like to be energetic. And obviously you got to see them early in the season as well. And yet it felt like in that Tennessee match, in all of your matches, your team played at your pace from an energy level. I don't know if that makes sense as a question, but I'm curious if that's something you guys focused on, maintaining that poise, because it felt like you maintained the focus through the marathon, perhaps better than anyone else throughout the weekend.
2: Yeah, no, that's a that's a great point. I mean, we know we know those programs that are notorious or famous for being super loud. Uh, we played; I feel like we played three or four of them back to wow. back to back to back. They all are, um, especially Tennessee. You know, we lost to them at home earlier in the year, mm-hmm. and they are very loud. Even at our own facility, I felt like they were louder than our home uh, than all of our fans. Uh, there's nothing like like winning a doubles point. And winning or getting first sets to to lower that and to quiet them down, um, and and also maybe the face masks right for the, for the for the non-playing players. I think that was my job. Make sure those guys kept their face mask on the crowd. Uh, yeah, sorry, Chris, that was that was me. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, so that was yes, winning the doubles point makes a huge difference with that, and it's one point closer to four. At the same time, my message to the guys and and Devin's message and Derek was look, we're going to be who we are. And even within our team, some guys are louder than others. And I said, we're not going to make this a shouting contest. If you feel like screaming, scream. And if you don't, don't. I mean, just be energetic. Mm -hmm. Let the racket do the work. Let the racket do the talking. We know what we can do on the court as tennis players. You know this team we just lost to them barely we were up a set 4-0 in the deciding match or 4-2 40 love in another match either one of those would have given us a victory so we know what you know what you can do be yourself and just fight like a dog so that was the message
1: Absolutely. And I want to ask you about all of your guys. And I'm going to save those questions for the long form conversation of this, which all of our listeners can find on the Cracked interviews podcast. I apologize. Now at this point, we have teases coach. That's how far we've come. You've been with us since the early days. Now we get to tease towards the big interview. But you know, looking at your team. You talk about the opportunity to get better. Well, Sander Jong, number the landlord, number three singles. You know, he loses first day to Von der Schulenberg. No disrespect to Sander. That was just a great match from Jeffrey. He gets, you know, he and Louis bagel on the first day and doubles as well. You know, Sander and Louis win the rest of their matches, right, from there in. And you look at Famba, who doesn't lose on the weekend, two oh and two overall at the number one spot. Fernley, you know, same deal. Loses to Trotter, but that was it, it was so excellent. And, you know, all the way up and down the lineup, odds even side didn't matter. You talk about the growth available. What does this result do for their confidence? How do you grow after a result like this?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, so what does this title do to their confidence? It's more to their confidence and they know that, one, you know, for someone like Aguilar, hey, you can lose four matches in a row and your team still win. That's a huge confidence builder for, for Charlie who's been in college for four years or for FOMBA that you hey you didn't win you only won one singles match you didn't lose, but your team's got you and and we have freshmen that are willing to to, to go through the pains of, of competition and, and be able to put wins out there with a guy like Pedro Vives who's from Spain playing indoors and goes three and one for the weekend for the weekend. So I think that's what that's what it, it helps. It, it lets everybody know on this team, that it's not just you it's everybody it's all eight players contributing whether it's in singles or doubles so that's a great sort of peace of mind and and, um, a confidence builder for them and also that you're together with a team that can they can get to a final and actually win it which it you know it's hard to uh, we have a guy like cameron nori who it took him six six finals to win an atp title I lost in five doubles finals, never won one. So that's why when I had the microphone, I'm never giving this speech before, (laughs) (laughs) you know, So not like Chris Woodruff. Um, So, so, I mean, that's, that's great, great for them to know. And then the growth, I mean, we, we can still play so much better. We, we had matches that we were completely out. Like you mentioned that doubles and we had opportunities to break earlier in the doubles. And we didn't, we could have, won sooner against texas and we they, they made a run on us uh number three doubles i feel like those guys are such great doubles players and they, they've had success so much success earlier but they lost they lost last three matches i mean we got to get better there we got to get healthier we got to get thomas jerosek in there we got to get tim rule playing singles we got to uh I got like Louis Max he's just a freshman. he's barely eighteen years old. he just turned 18. so there's a lot of growth to go here from from February to May, which I see it as a as a plus not as a not as a negative that that, that there is growth-
1: mm-hmm. no absolutely and again, I wanna ask you about all of those players two more for you uh here for our opening segment. You look at the rankings. You guys were number five coming in behind Florida, a team you had beaten early in the season. You look at the rankings now. You just beat Tennessee in the National Indoor Championship. You're still at number two. That adds some fuel to the fire, right? I know I'm poking the bear here, but come on. You noticed.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, (laughs) ranking systems are, they're never perfect. and. (laughs) To be perfectly fair with Tennessee, they say, well, we beat you at TCU. So, you know, and they get rewarded for that. I think that's probably the difference maker is that they beat us on the road. They get a bonus of 10%. Um, I think other than for our program to be able to say that we're number one at any point, it would, it would mean a lot just for the fun of it for to be able to say that. Uh, there was a year when we had Nori and Rybakov and Alistair Gray and Nunez and Lopez and we're just loaded. Trevor Johnson, Reese Stolder, absolutely loaded. We beat A&M, they were top five or six, we were number two and we beat a that would have put us at number one, but our match finished on a Monday at six <laughs> o'clock instead of four o'clock.
1: Yeah.
2: Otherwise, we would have been number one in the, in the nation for that week. And then the next weekend, uh, Wake Forest and Virginia played each other and they were one and three. So so they were gonna get a big win either way. So we missed it there. Um, you know, I'm a math guy. I like to play with numbers.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I like to see what happens after this week. You know, when you do it again, I have a feeling, you know, the Horn Frogs might be at number one. So it's fun. I, I was a little bit, it's no secret. I was a little bit surprised that when you have 12 coaches voting and and Florida's at number four and we're at number five and we had direct win over them and, and we had a very good schedule and very good record going into that indoor. But I was explaining how that worked. And I don't know. There's some, I think there's some things we can do better as a whatever voting system or, but it's, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't think anybody really cares right now. Our guys and us and our whole frog nation is loving and enjoying the hell out of this title, regardless of what the the ranking is this week on the ITA rankings.
1: That's what I like to hear. And with that in mind, my last question for you, you capture that national title. Alistair Gray wins a title this past weekend. Cam Norrie wins a title this past weekend as well. You have earned the right to do some celebrating as a coach. How does coach Rodidi celebrate title number one?
2: Well the good old way. <laughs> uh, uh you know, for me it, it was so fun. I, I you know I teased with Rhys Stolder playing challengers out there in Rabakov and I said, Look, all we needed was a challenger level win. And <laughs> yeah. we would have we would have had all covered. Uh, so to me to me the best part the best part was seeing the biggest smile on our guys, on our current guys on the team for that whole day, that night we had dinner and you would have thought, I have a five-year-old, I have a seven-year-old. And if you told me they were five or seven, I would have believed you, it was awesome. I absolutely loved it. That was the best part. And then the, the response from all the, not just, Co-workers, other coaches at other at other universities, the amount of of text and 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 love and support from our Frog Nation, from administrators, from all the other sports at TCU, uh, it, it's awesome. It's so heartwarming and and so uh, humbling, and it makes it it makes it so special to see that all these people, what it, what it means to everybody at, that's been at TCU.
1: Yeah, No, it's it's amazing to hear and obviously getting to watch it all up close. I'm not saying this is going to definitely be the case come May, but I think the best team won this weekend. There was no doubt about it. There was just a poise you guys played with and energy. And again, you can see the talent everywhere. And so congratulations, Coach. It was a pleasure to get to watch. And uh, thank you know, obviously wishing you health and success this season.
2: Well, thank you. And, and as always, uh, I love what you guys do. I love what you do. You're out there all the time. <laughs> I saw the hours you put in all week, crazy. Uh, I, I was a little bit, I felt so guilty that you basically worked 20 hours a, a day and you were still at the gym working out. And you know, I worked four hours a day and still didn't find uh, a second to get in there. So I admire that and and uh, I'm sure you get this from all the coaches, we love what you do and what you do for college tennis, so thank you.
1: I appreciate it. You got to see me without a hat. I'm devastated. I'm like, it's over. Now you know. know. <laughs> no. And, and, and you
2: found one of our guys' wallets, <laughs> lost, and you returned it. I thought, wow, there's a change. I, I don't think Adam Steinberg would have returned that wallet. You
1: know? <laughs> well, I'll tell you this I only took the 150 pounds I saw. That's it. That's all I took from it. I promise.
2: Yeah. <laughs> We, we joke with Jake, uh, if his head wasn't attached to his body, he, he would forget that, too. so
1: Exactly. Um, no. Yeah, we
2: play your alma mater next match. That's going to be rough.
1: No, you don't have to tell me. I mean, it's going to be great for us. It's always fun to beat the National Indoor Champs. So, you know, that's a good feeling.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> we can't even practice outside. It's, it's sleeting right now. So. Yeah,
1: well, imagine how what it's like in Ann Arbor. And we're back with TCU Men's Tennis Head Coach David Roditi, and you're going to get me in trouble. I'm going to talk smack on behalf of my Wolverines, and then they're going to have to face the Horned Frog's wrath. So I'm not going to do it. You almost got me. I'm not going to do it, though.
2: I'm telling you, you know, everybody was celebrating. I was celebrating, too, but trust me, I, I have not stopped thinking about that match. We have on Wednesday outdoors for the first time forever. I know it's for them, too, but we're supposed to have an advantage. We don't. Uh, it's going to be just the same for us, uh, mm-hmm. having to adjust to the outdoors.
1: And I am curious for your team, because obviously it's very rarely that you play four days consecutively. What does the recovery period look like for your guys this week? Obviously, I know you want to shift outdoors, but do you give them a couple of days off?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm a big believer in in being rested and, and physically able than then you are to be you know in a way prepared um, sure. tennis wise we played a lot of tennis we do want to get outdoors we do want to hit a bunch they also not not just you know what happens when when as you might know from your club championship i don't know if you played four days in a row but you might know that that when you go through a tournament and you and you're you're in that mode your body doesn't hurt as much because you're you're literally it knows that there is no time to let go, and you, you stay on an adrenaline high, and so does your body. But the moment that that tournament is finished, your your mind and your body knows it's over. You let go, and that's when you feel it all. So yeah, absolutely, our guys are are feeling it. There was a lot of a lot of tension, a lot of uh, highs and lows, a lot of emotion, a lot of tennis for some of them. Uh, Very quick, fast reaction. So yeah, we're absolutely feeling it, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a first class problems, right? It's a good problem to have when you, when you win a tournament like this,
1: uh, you Mm -hmm. are going to be hurting. I woke up at 3 p.m. on Tuesday. It was the best. I was, I felt it all rush back and I think I took a nap that day afterwards as well. I was like, "Ah, I still think I got two more hours in me. I grew an inch." That was cool. Um, but no, I can yeah. Use that. <laughs> um, but you know, in particular, you talk about that recovery period. I want to talk about the freshmen and let's start with Pedro Vives, who, you know, was top 600 ATP coming into uh, college tennis. So clearly he had had some success. But you look for him, you know, on day three, and he goes 3-1 and one for the tournament. But on day three, you know, J.J. Tracy cleaned his clock for whatever it's worth. You know, took care of business. And um, if you watched that match, it just felt like Pedro didn't have much left in the tank. For him to come back that next day— and be down a set against an Angel Diaz who was just in form, no question about it. Throughout the course of the weekend, What would you learn about him this weekend? Well, you know, what what did his performance, what, what did that tell you about the young freshman?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I would love I would love for you to ask him that question, but there is no doubt that that he can play. He can play on indoors, outdoors, grass, clay, whatever you mm-hmm. pick. It he can play tennis, mm-hmm. and uh, for him to be able to do that. To go through exactly what you just said, and come back and have the, the the belief that 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 he can actually get through that and win it, it was uh, remarkable, and it was a. Uh, I think it's great for him to know that. It's great for his teammates to know that. Uh, and not just not just that he won; it's the way he won. I wasn't there, but I kept hearing from different players and coaches that the last two games he played were just top top level high level tennis so that's a huge conference building I, I i my message to him is when we get the links from university of washington from the play site links i like, please watch those last two games because that's what you can do under such a under so much pressure uh, as far as jj tracy i think jj tracy should be uh, uh, uh as you mentioned a clock cleaner as a <laughs> uh, for for, for, for for a profession, I mean, he's been doing that to everybody, and that's probably what uh, what Pedro said. I said, "I just got my clock clean," but JJ's been doing that to everybody, mm-hmm. and uh, I wouldn't be shocked if JJ Tracy moves up uh, in that lineup uh, anytime soon.
1: Yeah, he might be playing one. Who knows? Like, Ed, seriously, he was that good all weekend long. I think he dropped like eight games. He's playing very good tennis, very, very good tennis. And so, you know, again, for Pedro, obviously, the confidence you get from that, we already talked about, for him to clinch, and you're right, the tennis he played, he's clearly at the level, Uh, and so for him to put it all together. On the flip side, you look for Louis Maxted, who 2-0-1 on the weekend, and for what it's worth, served for that match against Connor Gannon in the final. Two-part question for you here, and uh, part one will be the fun one. Does it help you in those moments to be on the other side of the court, uh, other side of the building and be like, you know, what that's Devin and Derek's problem. I'm staying far away from that. And obviously so much credit to them for their coaching performance this weekend, but does that help you? Are you like, I want no part of that right now?
2: Well, I mean, yeah, there are times where you do definitely feel that way. It's it's great to have two great coaches and a hundred percent trust. As you can see, you you saw Derek Siddiqui being on the final call with, with Sander John, with everything on the line against uh, Ohio State. And Devin and I were, couldn't be further and <laughs> chatting as we were having a coffee almost and let <laughs> Derek handle it. Full trust, full trust in Devin. Um, you know, it's but it is hard to be on the other side
1: because
2: yeah. it's hard not to look at the scoreboard. It's, mm-hmm. I I mean, I'm, I'm sure people that know me, I get distracted easily. <laughs> Fumba gets distracted easily. And my job was like, you and I, Fumba, let's go. And I just kept telling Fumba, you have two freshmen over there. You have two freshmen over there. It's gonna be you. We let's go, let's go. And he 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 did a great job. I felt like if it if we hadn't been able to to win either one of those matches, Fumba was about to break twice, possibly go up 4-0. And you never know, but you know, on paper with that serve, the two break lead would have been would have been a nice lead. Now he was up a break against Walton, the last time he played him here at TCU, and was not able to cro- to to close it out. So, um, it's 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 both. It's nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. It's helpless. And at the same time, you're like, well, it's not me. So, you know, I'll just kind of wait and hear. I'll tell you what. The funny part when you play in a facility like that is that you start because the scoreboard is always a couple seconds delayed mm-hmm. from what happens. So, you, you start trying to differentiate what a Tennessee cheer sounds like versus a TCU cheer in a white court. And I love it when when, when Aguilar does something really well, he has a very distinct celebration. I'm like, okay, good, that was that was charming. But Louis, Louis is a little more quiet. Uh, Pedro is playing another Latin guy, so the vamos didn't really mean much. It's incredible, like all the little clues, because you don't want to wait five seconds to see the scoreboard (laughs) to see who won that deuce point or who got it back to deuce or whatever. It's just, it was killing me. I had back pains just out of nowhere, (laughs) just from the stress. Uh, But, uh, you know, why not? That's why we do what we do. It's, It's fun and we're very lucky to be able to even feel that win or lose.
1: Yeah, no, I mean the the most distinguishable yell in the building is Mitsui for Tennessee. You know when it's a Mitsui roar. You're like, "All right, that was something good happened for Tennessee on 5." Like that was and thankfully, I suppose in that final Jake played so well we didn't hear too much of it.
2: I mean, I'm I'm thankful to hear I you know Japanese was my minor in college. So <laughs> Okay. Uh I, uh, I didn't hear much of it and that was beautiful. I thought that was a critical, critical match Mm -hmm. and a critical point for TCU, just like the doubles to be able to beat Matsui if I felt like he's a a player that they count on. Mm -hmm. And that was my message to Jake. We talk about cutting the snake's head. Mm -hmm. And I felt that, uh, I mean, Tennessee has a few heads, uh, Monday is a tough two. um, but I felt that that was the snake's head, is to be able to take that point from Matsui. And Jake, he did it all weekend. Even the match he lost, he was this close to turning it around. He's playing very good tennis.
1: Yeah, no, and in the Virginia match in particular, for him to just get on and off the court as quickly as he did against Getz, and, you know, there were three—they it would, they took doubles in three first sets, and yet you guys were the one with the straight-set victories. And that's a credit to Jake, who, you know, again, with Luke, I thought— Well, let's talk about Jake for a second because it is very forehand-centric, right? If you watch him play, you know what he's trying to get into. And yet this weekend, even against Trotter, that first set, he had his chances, right, in the breaker and you just felt like he takes that, he probably wins that second set. And what, you know, most outstanding player of the tournament is C.M. Walde when he's down a set and five-something because that's when the comeback really starts for him. But, you know, for Jake throughout the weekend, I just thought he asserted himself so well, and obviously, he's, what, a third-year sophomore, I want to say, here this season. Um, have you seen a jump from him? Is that something you've noticed as well?
2: You know, we, we've always, we always – we have, we think very highly of Jake. Yeah. Uh, we think he's been hurt. He's had some injuries ever since he got here. I mean, he beat – he won a futures in singles yeah. when he first got here. So he beat uh, Rinky Re, in a futures – uh, so he can play, and he just hasn't been healthy enough, and and I feel that time and maturity and, and COVID has given him a time to 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 grow into his belief into his game, and he's playing with a little chip on his shoulder. That's why I call him Arthur during the matches. I don't know if you you know that's from the from the you know Arthur Shelby.
1: Yeah, that's good. Uh, with a
2: little a little a little meanness in him. But that's, that's who he, he's been. And and for him to beat Getz, the way he beat him back to back, because he had just done that to Getz the week before, it's hard to do it against such a good player as Getz. And, uh, and with Trotter, you know, I think he lost six out of seven Deuce games. Uh, out of the seven Deuce games, he, he lost all six. He only won one Deuce game. Otherwise, I felt like he was right there and Trotter played a very good match. And Trotter had break points down, otherwise it would have been 5-5, and and credit to Trotter, he, he got out of that court. But if that match goes into a tiebreaker or a third set, I would have loved to see seen Jake play. So we're, we're very proud of him, he can still do things better, he, there's still room. We're not shocked in any way, we're just very happy for him. Yeah. He's worked so hard just to be able to be healthy, to compete and play.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that was the big one. He again, him being healthy again, it does feel like you get to see all the weapons finally on display and how he can assert himself. And again, you know, we talked about the freshman, but for Sander to have the day one he had and respond the way he did, I know you call him the landlord for a reason, but that just felt like an upperclassman stepping up in the moment.
2: Absolutely, and and if there is a quality about Sander that that we love is his resilience. He just, it doesn't matter what he's going through. It doesn't matter how he got broken. It doesn't matter if he's down a set. He just keeps on going. And you can hardly tell any anything from him. He does such a, a good job of staying staying calm and poised. You can feel the intensity that he's obviously very competitive, but he, he does such a good job of keeping his poise. Plus, the indoor tournament its always been his tournament. You know, I remember Freshman year, he went in there sort of struggling. He came out with three or four singles wins, never lost. Second year, same thing. His record indoors, I don't know on top of my head, but I bet it is, I don't know, eleven and five or something like that at, at this tournament. So he loves it. Uh, he works. He's super professional. Any success he has, he 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 deserves because he he works he works at it.
1: Yeah. No. It, again. I'm always pro Alexander, as you can imagine, and he's repping our name well. I can't, I can't disagree with his performance out there. You know, you talk about continuing to have ability to improve, and you look at Luke Famba, who you know I remember Chicago indoors, right? Was playing number five singles back in 2019, and now you see him at the number one spot where he'll hit this on the run forehand or backhand down the line, and you're just like, well, that wasn't there four years ago, and yet it still feels like there's more. There's more to tap into. It does feel like, though, he's finally starting where the physicality and the shot-making ability are starting to match up. And, again, you look for him on the weekend. Wasn't often finishing his point, but whether it was, you know, again— that first set he took against Micah Braswell, Texas, to just kind of put the foot on the throat for you guys in that first hour of singles. Or, you know, again, him fighting against Iñaki Montez after playing him, or, you know, you guys played him five days earlier, all all that he was able to do against Walton as well to take that first set. Um, talk to me about the growth. It like was literally you and him out there all weekend long.
2: Yeah, we. I've spent a lot of time. He, he laughs because whenever I'm coaching against him in practice... <laughs> He knows that I know that I know what he's thinking. I mean <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a joke. So I've spent a lot of time and he laughs. He's got a great smile. Yeah. Uh Fomba's he's interesting and in and I can see why it's it's difficult for, for opponents to figure him out because I'm not sure I'm figuring him out completely, mm-hmm. even though I've spent so much time. He's got such a such a big serve, but then he his personality is, is he's resilient and and he competes and he almost good and bad has the the mentality sometimes of someone my size, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of being six, five, he's five, six. And sometimes I want to show him a mirror and go, look, you know, Mm -hmm. you're this big, let's play like it. And that was to me, there were signs and moments in that match, in those matches this whole weekend. And I felt from the first day to the last day, he was, imposing his game a lot more and and be able to free it up and, and win some points on his own from the ground be able to hit those down the line shots like you mentioned coming forward putting pressure and being being more physical than uh, than he he may have been two years ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, again, it's clear the growth he's in his game, and you feel good about him, especially if he's going to serve that way indoors. He, again, he didn't lose on the weekend, which sometimes is just as valuable as putting a win up on the board. I want to talk about the newcomers broadly, and I know we talked about Pedro and Louis already, but you add in Charlie or Juan Carlos Aguilar and uh, Tim Rule. They just seem to fit in right away. And, you know, sometimes when you work in new players, it's not that seamless why has it been that seamless this year?
2: You know, um, you're right. You, you don't know. You don't know. And and what opposite personalities, right? Charlie and and Tim. You have your 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 Latin emotional guy with your stone-faced German, and and um and I think they they all knew each other from the juniors. Mm-hmm. We played A and M every single year that Charlie was at A and M. We played against Arizona State every single year, sometimes three times in one year, in one season. So we knew each other really well and it and that meant a lot. That meant a lot to me as a coach and in our program that that, you know, when when you compete and it was always battles against Arizona State, always battles against against A and M, that they would want to come and and join our program. I, I thought I was I was Really pleased to see that because the competition brings out the best and the worst in everybody. Mm-hmm. So for them to want to join us meant a lot. And they've done such a good job of of gelling and, and getting along with the guys. We have four new guys, mm-hmm. four returning players. We lost our captain and Alistair Gray. We lost Juan Martin, who was uh, like a captain very strong personality in the team. And then two guys that were with us forever with Max Kirsten and Lalo Roldan. Um There was no doubt on paper, we had eight very good players and I, I wouldn't know who, who would be the top six on a, on a given day, uh, but credit to them, credit to Driven for Life, which is a, a program that we have worked in the past uh, that, that helps with personality differences. Uh, Devin and I have complete opposite personalities in some ways, even though we're just like the same in so many others. Derek, and it's it, so far, so far is working out. I mean, we have eight players and we have four captains, so I bet you've <laughs> never seen that before. So, but that's the reason is that we're not just one guy; we're we're everybody together.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I'd love to hear that. When you look at some of the decisions you made throughout the weekend. Jirasek at six is the only change you made uh, at six in that Texas match.
2: Why? You know, um, Louis, Louis had a very physical match the day before. Mm-hmm. He was feeling it in his legs. And, uh, you know, Louis is very quiet, but as all Englishmen, he's very funny in his own way. And, mm-hmm. and he let me know two days later, like, my legs were fine, coach. You didn't have to take <laughs> me out. I said, well, you were saying that your legs were heavy. So uh, that was one of the reasons. The other one is that we believe 100% in Tomas as well. He's been with us all the way. He's, he's played a lot of tough matches. His game style is very different uh-huh. than Louie. Uh, so that could have been part of the reason as well, that sort of the matchups we were, were expecting. We Cleve Harper. If, if we could steal him, we'd steal him. Uh, love, I love his game, his energy, um, so so there was a little bit of that, and, and also, you know, when you're in a four-day tournament, you, you never know what, you know, somebody could get hurt, and, and, and we didn't want Tomas to, jo- all of a sudden, we need him for the finals, and he hasn't had any, any play at all, either, mm-hmm. so there was just a lot of that going on, and if anything, it gave Louis an opportunity to watch from behind. And then he comes back the next day and win, wins a critical, critical point against Cash from Ohio State. You have a freshman. Is Cash a
1: fifth-year senior? Yeah, uh, or fourth, I think. Oh yes. fourth
2: year. I mean, that was huge. And I bet if you co- talk to Ty Tucker, I bet that one uh, that one stung a little because Cash wins a lot, and he was up. I think five, five four, four love
1: forty. Yeah, had yeah. a forehand on top of it.
2: Yeah, and I think Louis had lost fourteen points in a row at that point because Louis was up four two 14-15 or something like that. I told Louis nobody wins fifteen points in a row from you, buddy. Nobody. So, uh, so that was big. So maybe that helped. And you know, decisions are tough. You you do what you what you can with what you have, and you talk amongst the coaches, uh, and uh, you know Devin's. Uh, sort of an ex professional poker player so it's awesome to hear his his train of thought and uh, and this time we it seemed to help within you know Tommy did a great job at 6 and then and then Louie came back strong the next two days
1: yeah no again it was extraordinarily impressive all right i crowdsourced some questions from TCU nation who wanted to hear from you and had some thoughts obviously this one comes from your hat on Twitter, not Coach Rodidi account, I'm sure you're vaguely familiar with. And I thought this was a great question, so I had to steal it. He says, Coach, when you're arguing with the refs, and he puts arguing in quotation marks, what's the most common complaint you have, and do you ever win the argument? That's just a great question, and I can blame him on it instead of saying it was my question. So,
2: I'm all about, if you have a rule, Mm -hmm. then enforce it. Sure. Because the way, to me, any game i love board games i love playing any kind of cards (laughs) tennis and to me it's all about here are the rules now win within these rules (laughs) that's the competition to me it's not how i can get around the rules how i can bend them it's how can i play within the rules and we have a rule we have a couple rules that we don't enforce very well one is taunting sure and I think we should just take it out,
1: mm-hmm.
2: just get rid of it. That's not that's not the one I complain about. The one I complain about the most is foot faulting. I think it should be the easiest call to make. It drives me crazy when the referees say, well, he's just barely nodging it. Is it a foot fault or not? Because yeah. if a ball barely nodges the, the line, it's in. Mm-hmm. So if a foot is touching any part of the line, tell him to back up. Just tell him to back up that I know that's a personal pet peeve of mine. I can't help it. I hate it when somebody footfalls and it's not called. That's my number one complaint. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't get called very often. Uh, if anything, we got called for faults way more than anybody. And you'll never hear me complain about a footfall.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Cause yeah, if you're touching the line, you're breaking the rules, don't touch the line. Mm-hmm. It seems very simple and logical to me. Um, but you know, I, I'm. Um, I, I was five foot six, or so I am five foot six.
1: Sure.
2: Playing tennis, you, you better, you better be aware of what's happening, and you know the yin and the yang. What part of what makes me a good coach or a good competitor is that I think of everything, and what part of what makes me a bad coach, and a lesser coach is that I notice everything, and if. Prada is out on the crowd cheering without his mask, and the rule says that he should have a mask on, I notice it and I'm gonna say something because the rule says, you gotta have a mask on, I'm sorry. You know, Mm -hmm. Tim Rule and Thomas Jarosik have a mask on, put your mask on, whatever. It's, it's, maybe it's, you know, nitpicking, but whatever. I just, uh, I think the rules are there for a reason and you follow them or change the rules. That was the whole thing about the related rule with the crowd. I got so tired of it. it was so vague. I was like, just let the crowd do whatever they want to do and then that way you're not breaking the rules. Just yeah. let it let it be. So, no, anyways.
1: F- fair. I would also point out you made a point in your speech after the match to say, hey, you only get noticed when you do something incorrect, but we are immensely grateful for the line judges. So I don't want that to be clouded as well because I appreciated you saying that as you were 100% right about that. Um, but Yes, I would also agree with everything you just said there. Like, if we're going to have a rule, let's enforce the rule. Again, some fun ones for you here. Uh, I don't know. Here's a good one. Do you think this squad will be even better outdoor? And then he says, or does the Famba big serve give an edge to indoor? That was a specific one. Uh, That's from, let's see, I'm not even going to name it, but that's from another Frog fan.
2: I mean, obviously, it's, uh, when you have a serve like that,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: it's, you can look at it two different ways it's like an isner you know isner wins a lot of points with the serve on play as well mm-hmm. uh so it will it probably be tougher outdoors I, w- I would say indoors the biggest advantage for for someone like foma is that the conditions for him to be accurate are it's easier indoors you, sure. there's no wind there's no sun all that stuff that's what helps it's not so much the speed of the court so yes at the same time you know i feel like charlie aguilar is going to be just as good or better outdoors uh i feel like Sander Jones came at fernley gero tim rule mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's uh you know we're outdoors and and, and louis and pedro vives i think mean, he grew up on clay i'm sure he's pretty good outdoors so uh, i are we going to be better you know one thing is are you going to be better I just, I believe more in how you compete than how you play. And, and, and if we compete the way we competed these last four days, it doesn't really matter how you play, it's how you compete. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're gonna focus on. I, I do believe we have eight very capable players and, and we'll see, it's hard to know what's gonna happen between end of February and, and the end of May.
1: Did you see the same depth we've been speculating about here at Crack Rackets? It does feel like, yes, again, I thought you guys were the best team this weekend. I think I could make a case for eight of the 16 or 10 of the 16 teams there this weekend to be the best come May.
2: 100%. That's what makes it exciting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And and our team knows that. We know that. We are enjoying every bit of it on this national title. Uh, at the same time, we know that... It, 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 Tomorrow when we play, or in five days, we play Michigan, who wasn't even at the tournament, they could easily, easily beat us on uh, coming Wednesday. So I love that. I love that we know that. I love that for college tennis. It's going to be a very exciting season for everybody to watch, and and hopefully we can continue to improve, like all these teams are going to continue to improve, and that we're battling for, for a title in May.
1: I love it. Well, two more silly ones for you, and then I'll let you go. This is one of my new questions I'm adding to the repertoire, and it's a little tougher to ask you because the obvious answer is Cam Nori because he's you know made the year-end finals, and obviously it's top 15, top 10 in the world. But who is the most ridiculous player in retrospect that you sent a recruiting email to? For instance, if I search the email database, am I going to see, Dear Carlos Alcaraz, Hi, this is David Roditi. I think TCU would be, you know, who is that player for you? There's got to be one. Oh,
2: man. I mean, you're asking the wrong guy (laughs) because everybody would be shocked how little or how few messages we actually do send. Sure. Um, it's, it's, um, yeah, we don't, we don't do the, the massive
1: email, um, there's gotta be one on the list though, whether it's you or Devin's like, hey, just reach out.
2: I mean, I thought TM, uh, yeah. team, 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 team. Um, I saw Mitchell Krueger yeah. beat him, you know, six two, six two at the US Open in the juniors, and I, we know Mitch very well, he's from Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I went up to his coaches and, and, and told him that, that he, college would be good for him, you know? <laughs> so that was one, that was one. Okay. Not uh, wrong. He, uh, what did he get? Two, to the wor- two, in the, two in the world? Three? Yeah,
1: exactly. Next? Yeah, it has a nice little Grand Slam title to him as well. No, that's yeah. a good one. I just like, you know, in the history books, there's like, dear Mr. and Mrs. Djokovic, this is Brian Boland and Tony Brusky at Virginia. Like, we oh. know your son would be an excellent Cavalier and here's why. That's like the email I really just want to uncover.
2: No, we don't have that. But, you know, maybe they were talking about his brother.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Um, all right. Again, some fun ones here. I made the joke in the press conference. You can clarify here. David Roditi, better college career than Devin Bowen. True or false? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yes. Oh, Unequivocally be- true.
2: Better than Devin. Devin won a hell of a lot of matches. A lot of matches. He relentless. <laughs> if you were going to beat Devin, you're you you you're out there for six hours.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I would say he would agree that college career, I had a better college career. He would quickly then say, "Do you want to talk about a professional career on the ATP tour?" And he he would then say he had a better college, I mean a professional career, which he did.
1: You guys overlapped for one year, right?
2: Two years. Two Dude. years. I mean, he's, Devin's the reason why I went to TCU. He's basically the one that recruited me. We grew up in Orange County, uh, always had so much respect for Devin. He's uh, it's a very interesting, very interesting dynamic because, you know, whatever, I'm the head coach, he's the associate head coach. He, he was always a mentor to me and he still is a mentor to me. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> and I absolutely never tell him what to do ever because our whole life, he's been here and I've been here and he calls the shots. Uh, I don't think I would have had a, a successful professional career as a doubles player without his influence. Uh, he's a—he's got the best mind, unbelievable optimism, uh, professionalism, discipline—all these things that that I needed uh, and learned from him. And, and our guys—I mean, he—he's—he's he's sort of the Bill Belichick behind the scenes in our program, there's no secret. If you talk to Cameron Ori, Rybakov, Jerry Lopez, any of those guys, Reese, Alistair, and they said you gotta take a coach on the tour, David or Devin, before before you're finished with your sentence, they would say Devin. And it doesn't matter what name you say after Devin, <laughs> they're taking Devin. Yeah. They're taking Devin no doubt. So we're very, very pleased uh, they that he's here, we're we are literally like brothers. We got into a big fight after the 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 uh the Virginia match uh <laughs> argument, uh, like two little brothers, and uh, you know, and we kind of hug it out and and move on. It's 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 a very interesting dynamic. I'll tell you a good statistic, yeah. a good fact here. I've been head coach for 12 years, never had another coach a co i hate the word assistant mm-hmm. uh, a co coach that i work with that was younger than me all all my co coaches have been older than i am so i don't know what it tells you
1: it tells me i'm not in the running is what that tells me moving forward um, it also though here's the real question better pickleball player
2: i have an edge i have an edge <laughs> on pickleball only only because of of more more time on the court yeah. Now, now, if you said a year from now, we're going to give a million dollars to the winner, I have no chance because <laughs> I know he will be up at three in the morning, sneaking in, breaking into some pickleball facility and, 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 and outworking me. He's going to outwork me 100%. I'll be sleeping, you know, enjoying the national <laughs> championship. He's thinking pickleball. There yeah. was, you know... Yeah, the, you can't compete. He he will out compete you, outwork you, no doubt.
1: Yeah, the problem is your team's too good, otherwise it would just be time for you to retire and you two go pro and just take it on the pickleball circuit as a doubles duo and get to number uh, one. I let my brother
2: I let my brother do the pickleball circuit. He's pretty legit, uh, Daniel Rodidi. He's good. Okay, he's well, like fifteen in the world or something.
1: Uh, but
2: he's he's getting a little too old now. Yeah. Uh uh he's battled one of the is it a Michigan guy that's pretty good at Nobody likes that some lawyer. I can't remember. Matt Wright,
1: something right. So fun fact because I used to live obviously in in Michigan and that was my area. I got invited to the inner pickleball circle because like if you're young and played tennis at some point to some decency, you'll be okay at pickleball. And So I had it a little bit and you're in the circle and like you think tennis is petty. Like oh my god, it's that much more so. You're in the kit. Like you, I get called in the kitchen. I'm like, what kitchen? I'm like, I'm sorry, my feet are big. Like I don't know what you want from me.
2: Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's. It, yeah. It's. It's a very interesting dynamic mm-hmm. with the whole pickleball and tennis. But uh, no, we're we're uh, yeah, Devin and I, we we compete a lot and and you know on the golf course. You anybody would laugh if they saw <laughs> us. Uh, it's almost like better off if we don't golf. Uh, yeah. against each other um so but it's it's good right we're we're alive you say retiring i have a five year old and a seven year old <laughs> that's true i got a lot of, i got a lot of work to do a yeah. lot of work to do
1: yeah i guess there's no national championship pension not yet not quite
2: <laughs> no yeah. I, no 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 this is like congratulations david um you know who do you play on Wednesday? That's yeah, how that goes. That's, that's what I you
1: like know, to a, hear.
2: Yeah, no, we, we love it. We love it and, and it's a great environment for, for our kids. I think every coach would, would agree that it's so much fun for our our own children to grow up in a college atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh we don't realize how many people have never even walked into a college campus.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: here we are. We have five year olds, seven year olds that think that going to TCU it's just normal, you know. Yeah. So
1: no, absolutely. My final question for you, and again, this one comes from Twitter. Do you frame the National Indoor hat? Is it retired now? Like that one goes on the side next to the trophy and we find a new hat for matches moving forward. You mean the cowboy hat? Yeah, the cowboy hat. Does it get retired?
2: No, are you kidding? I that thing is <laughs> is legendary now. I'm gonna wear it even more. I you know, I go on a date, I'm gonna wear that hat. It's on it's so far I'm knocking on wood, it, but it's undefeated. And it's uh you know, that hat, that hat's like 50 years old and it's been restored and it's legit. I get it from my buddy, Roger Sheffalo. He's, he's great. Uh, those hats are, they're good. They're, they're You don't want to put it up on a, on a shelf. You want to wear, wear it. Now, the ITA t-shirt that we got, that will be framed.
1: Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, I might just box up the hat put it in the trophy case next to the ITA National Endorsed Trophy and be like, here's the trophy, and here's the hat we wore during the trophy. And the two are now forever related.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. If uh, Mr. Roger Sheffalo is kind enough to give me a, a, a hat like that, I'll be happy to retire. Otherwise, I'm wearing it even more.
1: Yeah, I might have to cut that for our conflicting Cowboy Hat sponsor, but we'll maybe we'll leave that in just in case. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, he just, them. He just yeah, sells no. them.
1: I don't think we have. I mean, God willing, we have a Cowboy Hat sponsor someday. I'd look good in it. But with all of that said, Coach, uh, yeah, con- uh, seriously, congratulations to you and the team. Uh, it was such a fantastic run. And, again, you could see the joy on your face in the championship trophy ceremony. And I think college tennis fa- fans everywhere embrace that because, obviously, you've brought an energy and a passion for college tennis that uh, we all gravitate towards. So congratulations. Sincerely well-deserved and obviously wishing you and the team continued success and health throughout the course of this year.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you, Alex. Uh, we're very, very lucky to, to do what we do uh, and how we do it and very lucky of all the support that we get from the universities. And and I, I, I believe I had a regret from the speech on the court You know, I've talked about never being able and I I don't think I was I thanked the ITA enough. This is the best event in the year, uh, in my opinion, to be able to play all these teams back to back to back indoors. They do such a good job. And then also the University of Washington. They you know, there are times when they when people host you and you you feel that it's that it's uh, putting them out and, and it's. You're kind of invading them. It was a complete opposite. We felt nothing but uh, smiling faces and mad anger is out there. and Raheem is out there every day and went out of their way to make sure that all the teams were comfortable. Uh, and then you have a beautiful uh, club like the Seattle club. It just gives up all their courts for a bunch of college boys to go out there and battle out. So uh that was one of my regrets in that in that speech that I, I don't believe I, I thanked them uh, enough for what they did for us. So uh, thank you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, if I never have to eat Jimmy John's again or whatever the sub was, like, I need, like, five days. But I was very well – like, I could keep eating the snickerdoodles. And I still have Oreos coming out of my backpack. So I agree. A huge thank you to them. And a huge thank you to you, by the way. You know what makes it all more fun? Good tennis. And obviously, the Horn Frogs provided that. So, Coach, again, be safe, be healthy, rest up. And obviously, I apologize in advance for the whooping my to open my Wolverines. Give you on Wednesday.
2: I, I knew you would have to end this with that, so no, no surprise there. I absolutely love it. You yeah. better be, you better be speaking that way about your Wolverines. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be a battle. Uh, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to be here with you and your whole gang. Uh, and again, I'll say it. Thank you so much for what you do for college standards. It's the best thing that's happened to college standards in a while. So
1: thank you. I appreciate it, Coach. Always a pleasure. We will talk more soon. And if we win, you can call me after that.
2: (laughs) Will do. Will do. All right.